KXNO Des Moines. From the Lithia Body and Paint Sports Desk, powered by BMW of Des Moines, this is an X's and O's update on 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Another night, another clubbing for the Iowa Hawkeyes, this time at the hands of the Wisconsin Badgers. Half the rebound for Wisconsin. Oh, behind the back. Big dude's got some handles to the corner. Follow no. Second chance, yes. The call from ESPN, Wisconsin 65, Iowa 45. For the first time in 45 years, Iowa has lost three games in a row by 14 or more points. Iowa travels to Nebraska on Sunday. Today it's the quarterfinals in the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. Drake in action 6 o'clock as they face Illinois State. The Redbirds won both meetings during the regular season. Drake is a four-point favorite. The nightcap tonight, 8.30 as UNI faces Southern Illinois. SIU won both games in the season series. Finally, the boys' basketball championships happening today at Wells Fargo Arena. On the local front, Grandview plays for the 1A title at 2.10. 3A championship, Norwalk versus Oskaloosa. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 15 minutes or so away from Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. We'll preview Texas Tech, Iowa State with Dylan uh, coming up here, but right now, as promised, let's talk to our old pal Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star, uh, morning radio over there in Lincoln as well, and it's uh, senior day in Lincoln. It's perhaps Tim Miles, uh, probably not perhaps, probably is Tim Miles' final appearance in Pinnacle Bank Arena. And Sip joins us, Stephen M., Trent, and Ken. Good to talk to you again, my friend. How you been? How are you guys? Long time. It is. Can't wait till we're doing this on a weekly basis. Right. What's wrong with those Hawkeyes? Oof. I was going to ask you what's wrong with those Huskers. Both of these teams sounds like a meeting that's going to be happening tonight over at the uh, over at the local center. I, this it's gone awry for both these schools. It's ugly. It really is. Uh, Sip, is this? Uh, they're still playing hard for Tim Miles, though, right? I mean, the writing appears to be on the wall that this is going to be it. A change is going to be made. But when I watch them play, I don't see a team that's given up on their head coach. Am I seeing that right? Oh, I think intermittently you're seeing that right. I mean, it looked like at Michigan they had they had kind of given up. They they lost big at Michigan. They were never in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim benched three starters to start the second half. Um, he benched Palmer, Roby, and Thomas Allen. Um, so no, they didn't. Hey, Kenny, there wasn't great effort that game. Um, but they came back against Michigan State with pretty good effort. You know. Before those two games, they had played Purdue close at home, um, you know. So, I mean, it's sort of, I laugh uh, to keep them crying. Right. The Nebraska season's kind of been reduced to a bunch of people kind of gauge whether the whether the players have quit on the coach. And I don't know, that's not exactly what, yep. you know, what everybody envisions going in. You know? Well, it will be Senior Day Sunday for James Palmer, Glenn Watson, Isaac Copeland, though, of course, he will not be playing in it. And uh, with that, what is senior day, if anything? Does it have any special meaning with Nebraska f- basketball? Oh, I think it does. I mean, I think it's like most any other place. I do think there's significance to it. I mean, the guys are honored before the game. Um, they bring them out to the 
half court with their parents. Yeah, I do think it's I do think it's meaningful, and I do think it can help a team. I do too. I do. I, I think you see it. You see it a lot, actually. And I don't think it'll hurt. I, I don't think it'll hurt Nebraska. I don't know how much. I don't know how much it will help. Um, but they. I would say going back to Kenny's first question, they haven't slid off the rails. I mean, in terms of they haven't slid off so far that that it's inconceivable that they would beat Iowa. It's very conceivable mm-hmm. to me that they would beat Iowa. I think. I think. You're looking at a close game, but uh, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, Nebraska did announce yesterday a suspension of Nana Atkinson. Now he's a he's a reserve, um, but they don't have many bodies. Thomas Allen, I it won't. I don't believe will play. He reportedly won't play. He's a he's a pretty good scorer, sharp shooting guard. Um, and of course, you have Isaac Copeland out. I mean, I mean, you take you're taking two guys in in. Donna Atkinson and Thomas Allen out of the equation, and that I'll tell you, that's not that's going to make it really hard for Nebraska to beat just about anybody except for Northwestern. Yeah, or Iowa. Although you know what, and I, what I'm about to say, think about what I'm about to say. I'm not about to say that I was getting their point guard back. They're not getting their six foot ten back. They don't have one. But if they were, well, they got Garza. But if they were getting a, you know, that big man in the middle, they're they're both there. They're getting their coach back, and this should be a lift because Fran McCaffrey, for whatever reason, he gets this team to play hard. He's their he's their confidence. He's their swagger. He's the face of the program, which I think is one of the things that's wrong with this program. It's not a player that's the face of the team. It's the head coach. Um, but they're they're a different team when when he's on the when he's courtside with them. So that's why I give Iowa a chance. I I'd, I'd like Nebraska in the game because of Senior Day because I think they have just as much talent. But they're a better team. Iowa is with McCaffrey on the sidelines. At least that's how I see it. Well, so it's interesting. I mean, the game. I mean, it's not really interesting, but that the, the fact that McCaffrey's back is being a big lift for Iowa and Nebraska is is generally a much different team at home. So that's another reason why I think they'll play. I do think they'll, you know, I think fans will show up. These are very loyal fans. Um, I'd be really surprised if there weren't at least 12,000 people in the stands. Um, it gets, it can get very loud in there at PBA, Pinnacle Bank Arena. Um, I, I mean, I think, I think, now I don't know how the game will evolve. The scene could get really interesting. There was a time a few weeks ago, I thought, okay, Iowa fans are gonna are gonna buy up the tickets mm-hmm. and get really weird in there. But it doesn't sound like that much that will be the case. So I don't know. I I think you're just kind of looking at a close game. Yep. Between two struggling teams. You know, Sip. If this is the end of the line for Tim Miles. What are some of the names that have been bandied about a program that doesn't have a ton of history, doesn't have an NCAA tournament win to their credit, but new facilities, a fan base that certainly has supported them throughout the years. What kind of names and mentions has there been for that job if and when it comes open? Bandied about. I mean, that's all it is. I mean, I'll tell you the name. It's very predictable, and he's from your neck of the woods. It's Fred Hoiberg. Get, get. Well, he was born in Lincoln, was he not? Yeah, he was born yep. in Lincoln. His grandfather, yep. Jerry Bush, was the head coach here, preceding a name oh. that Ken would know, uh, Joe Cipriano. Um, so I, 
that's one that gets bandied about a lot. Dana Altman gets bandied about a lot because he's a former Creighton coach. What about T.J. Otzelberger? He doesn't get bandied about okay. much. Okay. Um, Tyron Lou gets bandied yeah, sure. about a little bit. Um, I mean, Otzelberger fits in the category of, of you know, what Nebraska's always kind of gone with, which is, would you consider him a mid major? Yes, and he's losing his best player. I mean, there's Mike Doms mm-hmm. don't show up at South Dakota State right. very often, and he's right. out of eligibility. That's what Nebraska's done with its last four coaches um, has gone that route. Now, what I'd like, and I'm, I'll, I'll speak figuratively, um, not literally, this is figuratively, I would personally like to see Nebraska – Hire, not hire, not hire someone who aspires to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. I'd prefer to see Nebraska now hire a, a, an established millionaire. Right. Um, a coach like Hoiberg, yep. who's been to the Sweet 16 multiple times. Altman, who's been to the Final Four. Um, Kelvin Sampson, that type of coach. A coach that you intuitively, you guys know as sports fans, intuitively would take Nebraska to the NCAA tournament on a regular basis. No guarantees for anybody, but it, you'd have a hard time telling me that a guy like Thad Mata wouldn't have Nebraska in the in the NCAA tournament. You'd have a hard time telling me that Kelvin Sampson wouldn't win in the NCAA tournament with Nebraska. That's the kind of guy I think now. Not a guy you hope. Right. And not a guy you hope, you know, raises his career profile at Nebraska. Uh, they tried that four straight times. I just don't. I don't think that's the way to go. So will they? Um, will Moose make the move? Sip in in Chicago. I mean, if they get beat on Wednesdays, it happened. Then I know Barta fired Licklider in Chicago um, before he made his next move. Uh, what? What? How's this going to play out? I mean, it's, it seems like it's inevitable, right? How will How will yeah, it play it out? Really? Yeah, it feels really inevitable. It was real. I, I mean, I try to imagine the scenario where Bill Moose would have a press conference to announce a three-year deal for Tim, thereby giving him 10 years to try to yeah, no get, way. To get it. Yeah, it just, it just doesn't seem realistic. And I think it would happen the next day whenever they lose in Chicago. I don't think it, – you know, you never know for sure. But I think Bill would, would wait a day and have it happen the next day. I don't think it will be long. Tim Miles – Feel bad for him. Maybe he's done okay, but just not good enough. He seems like a really good guy. Is is he a good guy to deal with? Yeah, he's a yeah. He has been really good. He's really good to deal with, and it is sort of hard. I think people do do like him. I mean, there's a coldness you have to kind of have though in this discussion, right? I mean, yep. you you do. It's not you know, big time athletics um, is not really a a touchy-feely thing. That's the thing I've learned. It's very bottom-line-oriented. And, and let's face it, he's had seven years, and he's he's got him to one tournament, one NCAA tournament. They never even were close to winning that, that year in 2014 against Baylor. They dropped off the map after that, Got kind of got back on it last year, and then dropped off at a high level. I, I mean, the, the, there is a – there is – just a very bottom line discussion that you have to have. I mean, it's just, it, it is, it's a big business and that's just the way it is. He just hasn't done it. I mean, and they have a 
beautiful arena. I don't know if you guys have ever been over. Haven't been. Or just downtown arena. They have a they have a practice facility that's. I mean, it's just beautiful. Um, it's they have all that Big Ten money coming in mm-hmm. now. Um, they're in a tough league, and if you don't have a a high a high caliber coach, this is the sort of thing that can happen. Your your season can spin out of control fast um, because you guys you guys know the league intimately. So you better. I, I just don't think you can mess around with a guy who's never been in that sort of league before. I it just doesn't it doesn't feel in Nebraska doesn't have to. They're in a position mm-hmm. financially that they can pay. They can literally pay a head coach four million a year and not even blink. Uh, last so, thing, go ahead, Sip. Finish up, sir. No, there you go. That's that, that, that's enough. Um, you know, we'll save the football because I can't wait to have you back on. We'll do, you know, spring football over there and we'll do a lot of Big Ten West. I love picking your brain. I uh, look forward to it, uh, doing it all the time with you as we've done for decades now, literally. Um, but here's our, here's where, how we see Hoiberg over here. And I think he'd be a great fit if you can get him. But the consensus is that he doesn't want to recruit anymore, that he's, he's left the college game behind. He's more of a pro guy that he, you know, that he's never failed in his life till he became the head coach of the Chicago. Chicago Bulls and failure doesn't sit well with him, and he wants to right that wrong, if you will. Is it realistic that Hoiberg? I mean, would he listen? Do you think, Sip? If you guys kind of kick some tires as far as you know, the likelihood of if Hoiberg gets the call, does he listen? If he, if he, I, I, I believe that I'm not sure this hasn't even happened. He could, hmm. if he's going to call somebody to check in on the Nebraska job, the first thing he's going to ask is, "Can I win there at a high level?" And it just depends on what he hears. I believe you can. I know that. Now, that is, there's a lot of Nebraska fans listening right now that saying, you believe Nebraska can win at a high level, and it's never won a single <laughs> NCAA tournament game. I, I, I do, though. I, believe, I absolutely believe it. There's just, if Kansas State can go to the, the Elite Eight, if Iowa State can make Sweet 16, if all if all these places ride around here, Creighton I mean, Creighton hasn't hasn't gone deep into the tournament, but they make the tournament. If Wisconsin can make 19 straight, if Purdue can go virtually every year, yes, of course Nebraska can. They haven't had the right coach, um, but the program's changed. By the way, it you, you, you can sort of throw out all that history because the program's changed. They, the arena it changes the game a little bit. The practice facility changes the game a little bit. The Big Ten money changes the game a little bit. The Big Ten changes the game a little bit. The game has changed. It's time for Nebraska to change its approach. Mm. Great talking with you, pal. Uh, I appreciate it. We look forward to catching up with you in a couple of weeks. We'll talk some football. Thank you, Stephen M. All right. Take care. Good to talk to you. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. Boy, I hope they get Hoiberg. You do? I hope they do. I don't think they will. I think he's an NBA coach now. He he's failed not, at the NBA. He's not taking the Nebraska job, though. I, if you're getting back into the college game. No, I don't think he is either. Without a recruiting base. I think T.J. Otzelberger is a name that they should watch. That's a realistic name. Mm-hmm. Weiberg's not going there. I don't think he is. No. Don't think he is. But isn't that coaching jobs? I mean, us from one state over, we look at it. Come on. Come on. The names that Sip said, I rolled my eyes. Da- Dana Altman. Dana Altman's not leaving. I don't Oregon think he is to, either. To go to Nebraska. Just, Does he love the state of Nebraska that much? That No. And this is Nebraska, a team that has never won an right. NCAA tournament. I know. They're getting T.J. Otzelberger. They're getting... And that's not awful, T.J. No. 
TJ, I mean, and TJ's coached in Big 12. Yes. You know, he knows his and way he around. And he can recruited. recruit his ass yes. off. And he loves to recruit. Hoybrick doesn't want to recruit. No. That's if you're a Nebraska fan, that's who you should want. I think T.J. Otzelberger would do a better job at Nebraska than Fred Hoiberg. And, and look, at, I, I'll be shocked if T.J. Otzelberger is getting his mail in the state of South Dakota yes, next year. Yes. Shocked. Dom's done. Mm-hmm. T.J.'s got to follow him out the door. I will take a timeout. Uh, Dylan Mons, Iowa State-Texas Tech tomorrow. What kind of Iowa State team will show up at Hilton for the final time this year? Will the fans leave Hilton uh, feeling pretty good about this team, or will this be loss number four? That is unfair. Thinkable. Lost number four at home, I'm talking about. Uh, we've got barbecue to give away in about 25 minutes. Miller and Condon. That's part to aspire friends at Claxons of Altoona, by the way. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more. From Miller and Con in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, with you here until noon. So, Trent, real quick, uh, take us back to last night. Walkies, the game goes to overtime. Mm-hmm. Did they have a chance? They did. Now, they were down six late in the fourth quarter, came back and got things tied up. Had a look at the horn to win it as Tucker DeVries, he uh, went through it and fired up a shot, but to no avail there. Went to overtime, Dubuque Sr. hit a three-pointer. Got the lead, extended to five. Couple of different chances, but uh, just never could overcome that deficit. It was a 50-50 game. And, and Waukee didn't play their best game, but they were right there with an opportunity. You know, 4A overall this year. Waukee, I, I mentioned it to you back in January when Noah Hart, their fine point guard for the Warriors, tore his ACL against Dowling. I didn't think that they could win a title without him, and obviously that's going to come to fruition uh, with the loss last night. But... Overall, watching all these teams that are down there, this is as down of a 4A field and 4A basketball as I can remember. And I've been covering now high school basketball at the 4A level for almost 20 years. And and this is just not a ton of talent mm. in the 4A field. Not the teams a little clunkier. I mean, you've seen the scores down there. Yes. And it's not just because of great defense or because there isn't a shot clock. It's just So who will win the championship? Here. Coin flip, Dubuque Senior, Cedar Falls, they're both they're both fine. They'll be state champions. One of them will walk away. No Carter, the big guy I talked about from Dubuque Senior that's going to UNI next year. Fun player, big guy, wide-bodied kid that'll shoot three-pointers and then mix it up inside. Logan Wolf, uh, I think you remember his recruitment. Yep. Really good football player for Cedar Falls, wide receiver, and also got a late Iowa offer. He'll be playing both sports, though, at UNI next season. He's a fun one to watch. There's good players on the team, but I just think the overall depth down this year, really the one that I'm looking forward to tonight, isn't the nightcap. It's a game before 635. That Oskaloosa-Norwalk game, I think, is going to be a ton of fun. You have Cole Henry and Xavier Foster inside for Oskaloosa, a 6'9 and a 7-footer. Not many teams can throw that out at the high school level. Going up against a small guy, but really entertaining to watch him. Bowen Barnford, Norwalk. Should be really good. Indeed. All right. Uh, we will get Dylan Montz here momentarily. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune. We'll check in with Dylan. What does he expect tomorrow? Texas Tech, Iowa State. The game is a 1 o'clock tip. Uh, let's get to Dylan right now, shall we? He joins us. Dylan, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? 
<laughs> Doing well. Sorry for the technical difficulties there. No big deal. Glad you're with us. You're worth waiting for, Dylan Montz. Well, what kind of team shows up tomorrow? A team that, um, you know, we saw the other night that just looks as though they were disinterested, that uh, for whatever reason, they just, uh, the, the entire team uh, picked a bad night to have a bad game, and that's essentially what we saw. Wigington got his. Shea, of course, didn't play. Halliburton finally shooting the basketball, which was good to see. Uh, so what are you hearing on Shayok, if anything? Is this truly going to be the, you know, air quote, game time decision, Dylan? Yeah, it really sounds like it. And uh, the media contingent will meet with Steve Prohm later today, so there will be maybe a little bit better of an idea. But um, it sounded kind of like the walking booth that he was in was just a little bit more precautionary. So I don't think it's necessarily anything that's going to, um, you know, keep him out. I think they wanted to try to, to get by without him. Obviously, at West Virginia, which didn't happen. But um, it, it, from the sounds of it, it sounds like he could be ready to go. But uh, kind of like I said, we'll get a clear picture this afternoon. It's uh, a lot of frustrations that are out there inside the fan base, inside the locker room. It's all over the place. Dylan, with that, this team, Texas Tech, who's really good and is going to guard you. Baylor then in the Big 12 ch- tournament. A team that is not a great matchup for Iowa State, nope. as we've seen. And then an NCAA tournament game against who knows with that. Have we seen the last Iowa State victory of the year? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to go against that at this point. Just some of the, the fracturing that's been happening. I mean, you talk about the disjointed nature in which they've been playing, but then, uh, like you mentioned, kind of see a boil over on the court with Jacobson and Kalen Horton-Tucker, and then uh, Steve Prom obviously discussed Mariel Shayak's injury um, and, yep. and kind of how that all came about. So uh, this team, it just flat out is just broken right now. And, and trying to figure it out here on March 8th, we're at um, with the Big 12 tournament next week and NCAA tournament the week after that. Um, it, it's hard to see them all of a sudden just putting it together. And uh, I, I don't think they'll beat Texas Tech. Um, Baylor has obviously proven to be a tough matchup. And then, um, you know, depending on what speed they could be, they could be seven speed. I think is maybe what their floor is, but um, because I don't, the Texas Tech and Baylor losses, just if that's how it shakes out, or neither of them are bad losses on paper. So, right. Uh, if they're a seven seed, they play a ten. Um, you know, there's, there's there's tricky ten seeds out there too, and and given how they've played. Um, you know, it, it's just hard to think, again, that they turn on a light switch and, and figure things out like this. Yeah, and it just seems that Proma's almost lost this team. They're not paying attention. Go back to the Texas game. Guard Fabres, don't let him shoot the threes, 8 for 10. You know, and that was one of the big points on the on the game plan going into it. They knew that, you know, that this kid's going to fill it up if he gets an opportunity to shoot the three, and you got to stay close to him. You can't let him get a shot. He got ten of them. He made eight of them. Just killed him. Uh, and then what we saw in Morgantown the other night, not a good look. Lard on the bench, doubled over in laughter. I get some people want to see kids having fun. They're students, after all. Cut them a break. Well, you know what? For 40 minutes, show up and do your job and, and play hard. Not your job. But, um, they don't get paid. But you know what I mean. Play hard. You want to wear that uniform. At least do so in, uh, for 40 minutes. You know, Hold off the, the chuckles on the bench. I did see a positive. I thought Condit, although he didn't score a bunch, he certainly didn't look out of place. The fouls got to him. I'd like to see more of George Condit. How about you? Yeah, I like his energy. And that's kind of what has been lacking, I feel like, at times from some of the other guys is just the the level of intensity that, that they need, especially on the defensive end, hasn't been there. But Condit, now that he's starting to get a little bit more of a run when um, Cameron Lard's been kind of up and down in terms of what his minutes have been. And we've lost Dylan. Oh, no. Opportunity, oh, and I think he has plenty of talent, too. So 
having him be uh, kind of that guy that can provide maybe a little bit of a spark, uh, uh, I, I really do like what he's given him. So um, I, I think he will get minutes against Texas Tech. So uh, going to be interesting to see what he does with him and, and if that can make any sort of difference. Because more than his scoring, they do need him to be kind of um, that defensive rim runner, um, tough guy in there. Terrence Lewis, we saw him get a little bit of run. We saw bits and pieces of Zaron Talley. Any other buttons you could see prone pushing? Maybe Griffin gets a little more chance. I running out of running out of responses here. I think at this point. Yeah, if you, if you're trying to send messages like that and have guys sit for longer stretches, then um, yeah, you're you're maybe grasping at straws a little bit. I think um, this team kind of has its identity identity at this point, and obviously that's a that's a scary thing given what's happened over the last uh, month or so. So I don't really know what what the answer is maybe you can throw throw them out there for for a couple minutes but uh really if if you want to go compete you got to have those those four seven guys and and kind of um you know direct them in a way to figure it out I, I really don't know what the answer is but i think um giving a guy like condit more minutes is good and um you know maybe um again i don't know if wigginton will start now since um Sayak will be back probably uh but um maybe get him in at the under 16 just to try to find different ways to to uh, find some stability and get your your best five playmakers out there at the same time. Hmm. Halliburton at least was willing to shoot the ball seemingly for the first time in a few games, Dylan. For whatever reason, he wants to be a you know a facilitator. I'm not knocking his game. He's a freshman. He's been way better than you know than a lot of people thought he was going to be. They thought hey, he's a nice player, but you know, give him a couple of years. Well, got off to that great start, and then he he went through a, a stretch where he seemed. Not unwilling to shoot the ball, but was passing up opportunities. He shot up, uh, he threw up eight shots the other day in West Virginia. Made half of them. Uh, he was in double digits. I thought that was encouraging that Halliburton is at least looking for his shot more. Yeah, it makes him more of a true threat because if he is as passive as he is, and, and that's a good thing. Uh, that's a good thing to be a facilitator and, and to set up the other guys for, for shots that are maybe a little bit more high percentage. But if you got to look there, you, you got to take it. And if that's starting to sink through to him, then I, I think that only makes them a little bit more dangerous and can maybe pull them out of, um, you know, whatever slide this is. But, uh, th- again, it just comes down to having playmakers on the floor. And if um, he can kind of shoot even at um, a clip in the neighborhood as as he'd been shooting earlier in the year, then, then it's going to be helpful. But if he's hunting his shot, it just it can make them more dangerous. Fractured relationships inside the locker room, that will change. There'll be different voices in there, but... Part of that group is going to be back next season. What can be done in your mind to repair some of those relationships? Is it heat of the moment, guys getting frustrated, or do you see something deeper going on? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's there's things that have spilled over from practice into games now, so I don't know if it is just as simple as resetting uh, the button on a new year, and um, obviously there will be um, some roster turnover, whether it's, the seniors leaving, which is obviously happening, or the uh, or if guys transfer, or, uh, you know, maybe Wigginton tries to jump to the pro ranks. Whatever it is, there will be things that that change from next year. So I, I think that just is, is kind of it. It's just a, a reset button. It, um, you know, kind of you know, it, it happens with teams from time to time where you're you're spending all this time with these guys, and for whatever reason, um, you start to slide a little bit, and um, that's kind of when anger and frustration comes out. And it just boils over uh, behind the scenes and. And obviously, in in front of um, everybody on national TV. So I, I don't know um, if if it's as simple as that, but um, that, that'd be my guess. Is uh, just kind of a break from each other, and 
and just kind of reset with, with some new chemistry and new pieces. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. So, Dylan, uh, Texas Tech has an opportunity. Uh, they win. They'll at least get a share. K-State hosts, hosts Oklahoma. It looks as though there's not going to be any separation at the top. That it's the. I mean, if you had the bet, you'd probably think that as we sit here Friday just before noon, 20 minutes before, um, that you know no team's going to outright win this conference. Yeah, I, I don't think Kansas State's going to lose at home. And, um, you know, it's obviously not impossible for Iowa State to beat Texas Tech yep. and Hilton, but I, right. just, I, I could not go that way right now. So, yeah, it looks like uh, there will be a shared title, but um, the Jayhawks won't be involved, so it will be a little different than the last uh, uh, decade and a half. No doubt about it. Dylan Mont, Ames Tribune. Dylan, we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Yep, thanks, guys. Yep, Dylan Mont, Ames Tribune, as he slides on in here. You know, you said something. Uh, I think during the break, it's a it's a hot take. It is a good take. We have seen the last victory from a team from the state of Iowa this year. I'm going to say no, but the odds normally would be in your favor, right? Yeah, four know conference tournaments, teams left in conference tournaments. So you don't like Drake or you and I tonight, by the sounds of things. I do not. I don't either. I hate both of the matchups. Matchups aren't good. They, they both were swept. They both were swept. And yeah. there's reasons for the sweep. Mm-hmm. Just the way the matchups kind of play mm-hmm. out. Do it, the Redbirds run out of steam, maybe? No, not not in game two. No, game if three. This, if yeah. this was the semifinals or even the championship, sure. And you, you talked about it yesterday. There's never been a team come from Thursday night to play for and win a championship. Yep. Illinois State's built to do that. Trend. Yes, they they were picked second, right, behind yep. Loyola. And they underachieve. Well, maybe they're figuring it out right now. You don't like Drake tonight. You don't like you and I tonight. No. I don't either. Tomorrow, and boy, Dylan said the magic words. This is why I'm reluctant to just write off Iowa State tomorrow. Texas Tech should win the basketball game. Yeah. Iowa State looks as though they've checked out. I don't believe they're listening to their head coach. But it's at Hilton. How many times has that building magically, for whatever reason, um, found a way to lift this basketball team when it looked as though they had no business winning? We see it year after year. It has to be Except a team that's year. trying, though. And yes. And that's invested. Right. Want to. And they don't want they to don't. right now. Neither do the Hawks want to. No. 0 for 4 in conference tournaments. Mm. Missouri State is the last team to lose to a state of Iowa team. Last Saturday. Right. So you've got Iowa State losing to Texas Tech, losing to Baylor, and you don't like them in round one. There'll be a seven. To be determined. Seven, ten, eight, nine at this point. I don't think they're getting back to the six. Well, they could if they, they can. make a run in yep. Kansas City. Um, Iowa. No. They go to Nebraska. No, yeah. Nebraska not very good. They're going to get pummeled. They're going to get pummeled. Oh, you know how I like to play along with, around with alternate lines? Mm-hmm. I'm willing to lay. What, what point spread are we putting out there for Claxons coming up here? Three and a half. Nebraska. Nebraska three and a half. Three and a half. All right. So what was your alternate alternative? Eight and a half. I'm fine. And you get mm-hmm. plus money. Good plus money at Big that. Big plus money. I would think. I, I might be happy in double digits. I was surprised yesterday, both on Twitter, well, on Twitter, um, how many Hawkeye or not Hawkeye? How many members of the media mm-hmm. that thought the Hawkeyes would win last night in Madison? I thought they'd play well. Yeah, I never dead did. wrong, dead wrong. You had that one. Well, I mean, look, and I miss a bunch of them. I just didn't think that. Um, I didn't think they were. Look, Ethan Haps. That was the last. Farewell. Hope. That was the last hope. This team's done. Stick a fork in them. Iowa State done. Mm-hmm. So they'll drink, get to, you and I will be done tonight. Can they fall to the seven ten? Can they play Rutgers? Or are they locked in the six? If they get beat by Nebraska, what does Ohio State need to do to get to the six, or can they? Let's see here. Ohio State finishes. They are right now, they're 8-11. and 11. 
So yeah, they they can't catch Iowa. They can't. Min- Minnesota could catch. Oh, that's Iowa. the school. Minnesota, yes. yes. They have to win at Maryland tonight. Uh, tonight, tonight. How did I miss that game? I like that game. What time's that tip? That is not sure on tip time, but FS1 Friday night Big Ten hoops. Love it. All for it. You got a busy Friday night. I'm I'm swamped. You might have to get another Stella, oh, another Growler. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, come on. It's no, the weekend. She, she's coming over. Uh-huh. She'll be there at about 8.30. All right, let's do it, shall we? We're going to give away some barbecue. Our friends at Claxons, we're going to take the first four callers right now at 284-5966. We'll give you Iowa, Nebraska, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Drake, uh, Illinois State, Northern Iowa, Southern Illinois. First four callers. We'll give you the games. The point spread will be involved. You give us who you think will win. If you have the most right, you will get a $35 gift certificate to Claxon's Barbecue in Altoona. I'll tell those people right now, if you're getting a ring, you're in. If you're, oh, just one dropped off, so there's one open line, 2845 Uh If you're getting a ring, don't go anywhere. Trent is going to answer the phone. If you're getting a busy signal, you got to wait till next week. Our tiebreaker, for those of you that are getting that ring, is going to be total points, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, North Carolina, and Duke. Both of those games... Total score combined closest without going over. Claxons of Altoona. The barbecue gets given away next on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Out on Facebook. Sixty KXNO. <laughs> All right, good news. One of our callers was still under that 30-day rule. We have an open line. We had to DQ him. One more caller, 284-5966. Mark, Jim, and Ryan are in. We have room for one more, 284-5966. Claxon's uh, Smokehouse and Grill, uh, they make it possible for this giveaway each and every Friday. You can find them at 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Check them out online. Claxonsbbq.com. Claxons. Ah, I beg your pardon. Claxon. No S. The website. Claxonsbbq.com. All right. We're going to give you four games. You give us four answers. The tiebreaker for those of you on hold is going to be total points. Michigan, Michigan State, Duke, and North Carolina. All the points scored in those two games. That will be closest without going over. Uh, Mark is going to join the program first of all. Mark, how are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing fine. Uh, you know how this hey. works, right? I do. Drake uh, is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Illinois State in St. Louis. Take Illinois State. Southern Illinois is also a three-and-a-half-point favorite over you and I. Take you and I. Okay. Texas Tech is a point-and-a-half favorite over the Cyclones at Hilton tomorrow. Texas Tech. Nebraska is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Hawks on Sunday afternoon. I don't know why, but I'll take Iowa. <laughs> I don't know why you are either, Mark. <laughs> uh, Michigan, Michigan State, and Duke, North Carolina. Total points, both of those games closest without going over. 279. Mark, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thanks. You too. Yep. Uh, Jim is next. Jim, welcome to KXNO. How are you, Jim? I'm good. How's it going, guys? Good. Drake is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Illinois State. I'll take Drake. Southern Illinois, three-and-a-half over you and I. Southern Illinois. Texas Tech, a point and a half favorite over Iowa State? 
Texas Tech. Nebraska's three and a half over Iowa. I'll take Iowa. Total points, Michigan, Michigan State, Duke, North Carolina. 275. 275. Thank you, Jim. Enjoy the weekend. You also. Thank you. Uh, Mike is next. Mike, welcome to the program. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing fine. Drake, three and a half point favorite over Illinois State. I'm going to have to go Illinois State. Uh, sadly, I think you're right. Hope we're both <laughs> wrong. Uh, Illinois, uh, Southern Illinois, rather, three and a half over the Panthers. Um, I'll take you and I. Okay. Texas Tech is a point and a half over Iowa State tomorrow. Um, Iowa State. Nebraska three and a half over Iowa on Sunday. Uh, go with Nebraska. Closest without going over. Michigan, Michigan State, and Duke, North Carolina tomorrow evening. Uh, three oh five. Mike, have a good weekend. Thank you. Yep. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Take care. And Ryan brings Claxons to a close for another Friday. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Drake three and a half over Illinois State. Drake. Southern Illinois, three and a half over you and I. Uh, Southern. Texas Tech, one and a half at Iowa State. Iowa State. Nebraska, three and a half over Iowa. Uh, I'm going to take Iowa. Okay, total points, Michigan, Michigan State, Duke, North Carolina. Those games combined, closest without going over. 265. 265. Thanks, Ryan. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Yep, appreciate it. I love the grumbling from everybody that oh, took either Iowa or Iowa State. Give me Iowa. Uh, I guess I'll take the Hawks. Oh, I guess I'll clothes. take the Clubs. It's come to that, sadly, trend. Who thought that this would be where we are the first week in March? We were so excited after last yes. year's dreadful year. Hawks were done March the 1st. It was over. And here we are waiting for it to be over. It's going to be NCAA tournament teams. We could get three. It's we could get three. And yet... We could get three. It could be one of the... If you and I makes it, they're a 16 seed. Mm -hmm. They're playing Duke. Mm -hmm. Playing Gonzaga. Mm -hmm. Iowa and Iowa State, the fan bases have little hope. Well, the the hope right now is for Iowa State to be in in, uh, downtown Des Moines. Yeah. Because there's a couple of brackets. Shelby's our bracketologist. Gannett's bracketologist. Shelby Mass. Bracketwag.com. Should that be the case? If you're a seven seed, it almost seems like you're you're catching a, a massive break. Well, look, they got to put the sevens somewhere. I'm not sure who. But can't up. you mix and match and instead send Iowa State to Tulsa and then seven seed whatever bring them to? Work? And and I know that this is. You would feel the same way about Iowa. I'm just yeah, putting that yeah, out there. Yeah. I, I know you well enough yes. that you would feel the same way for yeah, that. If, if yeah, if Iowa in some of these brackets mm-hmm. was opposite, I don't know, a two-seed, mm-hmm. whoever it is, in Des Moines, I just, it's the same thing when South Carolina got to play very close to home, and they upset Duke. Mm-hmm. It's not, quote-unquote, home court, but it's pretty dang close, and it is important. I don't think that should be the case. If it is, if we're, if, if Shelby's right, if say right now he's got Iowa State playing Ohio State, and I believe that the Clones will win. I don't know why, but I believe the Clones will win. Ohio State's not very good. And then they would play Kentucky. What would the building be like? Because you know how Kentucky travels. Yes. Saw it three years ago. Big Blue Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be, be a raucous building, wouldn't it? Oh, it would be so good. It really would. All right, let me put you on the spot for these two games because you know we really haven't touched on the two massive games this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ACC, Duke going to Chapel Hill, take on uh, UNC. I haven't seen anything on Zion. I don't know if he's going to play or not. I, I I wouldn't be shocked if he never puts the Duke uniform on again. He's right got a ton you. to lose. Mm-hmm. He really does. Um, do I, I think playing for Duke is important to him. I just think it's going to be in the NCAA tournament. 
He's going to be playing for. Do Duke. you? You yeah. think they wait uh, wait until then? So he gets and, and to Shish- tune up against the 16 seed. Yeah, yeah. And, and Shashevsky, he's got to be careful because if he yes. comes back, think of how that's going to tarnish Duke and K. There's not. He, this isn't going to be the last one and done or the one. Right. Duke. Excellent point. You don't want to screw Excellent this up. Point. So I think both sides are. And you don't certainly don't want to pressure his the player or his yes. camp to get him back on the floor. And this isn't football. It's basketball. No, no. it's bet. Ba- you can get hurt. Yep, you can get hurt. Playing pickup, mm-hmm. shooting drills. It, I think he'll be back, but it, I don't think he comes back for the ACC tournament either. And I don't know if you can give them a one if he doesn't. If they, you get certainly beat. can't give them a one if he gets if they get beat early. If, if they get they, beat if by they Carolina play for a championship, you can might be different. Yeah, yeah. with a win against Carolina, or Virginia in the mm-hmm. semifinals, mm-hmm. that's a different circumstance. But uh, that's gonna be fun. I like Carolina though, pretty big. Do you? Yeah. Uh, what about the uh, Big Ten tilt? Michigan, Michigan, no and that's seven o'clock, right? Yes, yes it's right seven. afterwards. Oh my God, what a great night of hoops! Yes, uh, I I would take. Hmm. I don't I don't have a feel with either team. I didn't think Michigan State would walk in Dan Arbor and beat them a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the visiting team will hold serve in the series. I'm going to take again. the Wolverines. Go with the Wolverines. Yeah. I'll take the other side just to be different. Just but to be different. Uh, let's get a win this weekend from our. How about a couple of wins? Sure, we could go on four, as you said earlier. Could go 0 4 this week. The MVC tournament yes. for me. I hate the matchups tonight. I probably won't watch much of it if both Drake and you and I get beat tonight. After tonight, you right. won't watch Right. And then I have no confidence with Iowa State, with Iowa. I just want to see Iowa State play well and show a pulse. Have, and play and hard. You don't have to win. Play right. hard. Right. Neither team played hard. Iowa did not want to be in Madison, Wisconsin last night. Iowa State, the last place they wanted to be was in Morgantown, West Virginia. And it showed. And it showed. A depressing end of the week. It's been a depressing week here, quite yes. honestly. Maybe the other shows are different. Our show's been... Oof. It has. Uh, speaking of the other shows, Murph and Andy at 2. The Fanatics come your way at 4. And a Monday morning at 6, we'll start another week with the morning rush. Miller and Condon, thanks for being here. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.